Following the widespread use of ivermectin, a state in India has now shown to be 100% coronavirus-free. Meanwhile, in the United States, red states are trying to move away from the vaccine mandates and they're using treatment centers to control the virus instead. Monoclonal antibody drugs have now been seized by Joe Biden's Health and Human Services. The entire supply chain is being rationed now in order to, in my belief, force red states back on the vaccine. This is an important and clinically proven treatment that's shown to work wonders for those who are you know, at risk for the coronavirus, just like ivermectin, frankly. And they are denying people the treatments in order to force them to take the vaccine. And people are dying. That's in the macro and in the micro. We're also going to discuss individuals who are being murdered and COVID murdered by the system. Meanwhile, what should be a red state over in California, Governor Newsom has passed his recall election as Larry Elder concedes defeat amidst massive cheating. Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, the Senate has voted to proceed with investigations of the 2020 election. All of this and more coming up after a short word from our Patriot sponsors. Welcome back, my friend, to The Silent War with your host, Dustin Nemos of Nemos News, where we continue, with your help, to break the cycle of fake news. Let's dive in. Do you love the aroma of a cup of delicious hot coffee to start your day? Mmm, nothing beats it. And with the Great Awakening Coffee, you'll be ready to meet your day with passion. Our specialty is waking people up. And as soon as you taste our coffee, you'll know why. Wake up feeling charged like George Washington with our smooth breakfast blend. Or maybe you're more of a Roosevelt and prefer our cowboy blend. Our set it and forget it program is a hassle-free coffee buying experience backed by our Patriot Promise. Meet your day with passion. TheGreatAwakeningCoffee.com. Link in description. NemosNewsNetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. I want to reiterate past warnings and also Roger Stone is chiming in his own warning. This weekend is a setup. Don't go to Washington, D.C. They're trying to redo January the 6th. While the whole thing around January the 6th has, of course, fallen apart, the FBI has admitted there was no great insurrection. Of course, the supposed rioters didn't even leave the velvet ropes. And we already know that the entire thing was a false flag hoax led by Antifa and BLM activists combined with the unindicted co-conspirators of the FBI themselves, who, by the way, were out there creating their own, you know, hate hoax terrorist type crimes like the so-called uh, kidnapping of and potential murder uh, of Gretchen Whitmer. All of it a lie fabricated by mostly FBI agents and informants trying to entrap even drug or, uh, you know, get drunk certain people in the case in order to make it stronger. I mean, this is the sort of shady shenanigans that you can expect from the deep state as they try to build the narrative and look for 
people to fit their um, their their narrative because they want to find the right patsies. They want to find the right useful gullible idiots to to paint the story that they're trying to paint of a violent insurrectionist Trump movement, which is anything but the truth. As we already know, we spent four years of uh, a violent, you know, summer of love style uh, terrorism, arson, violence, uh, you know, crime, assassinations of police, uh, rioting, destruction of property, everything you could imagine uh, from the left and not one such event from President Trump's supporters. We were very restrained. Sometimes we fought back and it took a year for that to happen before uh, Kyle Chapman, you know, as, as he's known, based stick man, showed up with a, a stick and a shield to fight back and protect the women and children that were being assaulted by Antifa. That took a year. I mean, the, the restraint is admirable, frankly, and maybe a little bit too much restraint. I don't know. That's not for me to say. But my point is that the entire idea and narrative that January the 6th and Trump supporters are violent in some way just makes no sense whatsoever. So they're trying to rebuild this. They're trying to, to do it again. They're not getting enough mileage out of January the 6th anymore. So now they need to, to do something fresh to scare people into a, a new round of submission. And that's exactly what happened. Look how far we've come since January the 6th. They used it to uh, have the excuse, many of the Republicans, to not have to challenge the results of the election. Somehow, because a few people supposedly rioted uh, and got violent while they were, had bullets being shot at them, you know, rubber bullets and, and explosive shells and all that sort of thing, uh, crowd control stuff, being shot into crowds of women and children and, and men and, you know, peaceful protesters outside of the Capitol building, which really is what incited some of the people who were there congregating um, into fighting back, essentially. So there was a little violence. It all happened, of course, before Trump's speech even ended and the entire bulk of his large, large crowd was still 20, 30, 40 minutes walk away. Uh, probably a good 40 minutes walk away. So the, the, whole, the whole thing is falling apart. But what has happened since that time, it wasn't just those Republicans using that as an excuse to help the, the steal happen. I mean, they have railroaded 400-something people in D.C. jails with no uh, constitutional rights, no bail for months now, months, almost a year. I mean, they've also used it as sort of a cudgel, right, as a, as a weapon against anyone that would speak out against their policies. And they're using it to sort of link anyone that disagrees with them, calling them terrorists or trying to paint Trump supporters as, uh, as terrorists. I mean, they can't seem to catch the actual terrorists. Uh, they can't seem to deal with real terrorists like the Taliban or Antifa or Black Lives Matter who have, you know, kill lists and and are assassinating people uh, but they can sure find those little old ladies who walk through the nation's capital peacefully waving their flags and didn't even leave the the velvet ropes <laughs> i mean it's insane but that's what we're expected to believe it doesn't end there but in pennsylvania they're going to do something about it 
the Senate has actually voted 7-4 to proceed with the investigation of the 2020 election. So, you know, there is a little context that's important here. Uh, they've, you know, they, they've removed uh, Mastriano from this uh, this operation. He was the one that was really kind of pushing and promoting the audit. And now the Senate leader has, has sort of stepped in and others have stepped in to sort of fake an audit. And that's what's happening right now. And they're pushing ahead. They don't have any other choice because obviously they're controlled opposition. But this, uh, this has to be watched really carefully because they are going to try to be controlled opposition. They're going to try to derail this. This is not yet a real or authentic audit because this is a controlled opposition audit so far. Um, I also want to mention that in California, Newsom did win his recall election as we all expected because you know nothing has changed. The election fraud uh, has not stopped. The machine that's behind it has not been stopped. And as President Trump says, there's no point going forward until we fix 2020. We have to fix 2020 or all other elections are pointless. I mean, until we actually see uh, some some significant change. Now, to be fair, many states have enacted some levels of you know election integrity reform, but a lot of them leave a lot to be desired. Uh, maybe not that strong, watered down, controlled opposition, what have you. So we've got to be really careful, and we've got to be really, really, really uh, detail oriented right now. So we have to be very careful about that as well. They're they're going to try to slip through some things that are just not strong or don't have the sort of teeth that are going to stop these people from cheating. Frankly, you know, it, I think even the Bible talks about this at some point, but, you know, they've got to have the, the, the fear of consequences or they'll continue to do evil things. It's that simple. So, you know, continuing from there, um, one of the things that happened with the rigged election in California was, as we already know, many Republicans saying they were told they had already voted. But another really interesting thing that many people caught was on CNN Live, a couple of hundred thousand, almost half a million votes disappeared live on air. It's insane, but it happened. And that's kind of the sort of thing we've seen happen probably a dozen times in the last four years. It's really been a lot of this happening um, drops of vote totals, uh, swaps of vote totals, numbers changed. You know, it's not just those 3 a.m. ballot drops. There's just all sorts of these shady shenanigans happening. Let me show you the video now. Governor Newsom, I would be feeling... 2.25. Two California versus, say, Florida and Texas on COVID. If your Keep Newsom number stays anywhere close to that, other governments are going to think that it's a mandate California to continue those policies, which will be a national debate heading into the 2022. 400,000 votes just disappeared? Just across the Potomac River, whichever governor's race this year. So careful, don't overrun what happens in California with the national... Yeah, I'm not buying it either. I think something is up. Meanwhile, the same government that just keeps on lying to us and trying to get us to take that poisonous vaccine has now seized all of the distribution and control of one of the most important 
alternative treatments of monoclonal antibodies. This is one that it's kind of a mouthful, but you know, people may have recently heard about it in the news as DeSantis and other governors have begun to roll out different treatment centers across the state and, and nation because they're trying to treat people without making them take a vaccine. These are the governors not forcing the vaccines on people. They're giving people an option. They're giving people treatment. And monoclonal antibodies work. They're uh, clinically proven to work. And they were in limited supply. But the supply is actually growing pretty fast. So, you know, the idea that the federal government has to step in and sort of ration the supply equitably, whatever the hell that means... It's more likely that they're just trying to force red states to go back to taking the vaccine. That's just an educated guess. In New York, a federal judge has, at least for now, temporarily blocked the vaccination mandate. Um, They're trying to force it on people without even allowing for religious exemptions. So this has been blocked for now. But um, it is New York, and uh, we'll see what happens. It's a federal judge blocking it. This is an issue that belongs at the Supreme Court level, so we'll see if they take it. They have a habit of not taking important cases when they should, and the entire nation depends on them. You know, an obvious reference back to the 2020 election. In Uttar Pradesh, an Indian uh, state, as we know it, you know, kind of large states here, I think their states are a little bit bigger proportionally uh, to their entire government, kind of like Canada, but I could be wrong about that. Anyway, so it's a pretty large area, and in India, you know, the, the population density is quite, uh, you know, thick as well. So an entire thickly populated, dense population region of India has now become COVID-free uh, after using ivermectin, widely available, cheap, safe, effective, human-grade ivermectin. Uh, of course, the fake news are still going to tell you it is horse dewormer, but you know, that is one of its many, many uses. And, you know, you're not necessarily going to take a horse dose or even a horse uh, package, because even though it's the same medicine inside, you can buy it for human consumption. You can buy it in human doses. You don't have to try to mess around with dosing. I mean, hopefully we don't get to the point where people are forced into buying uh, medicine from veterinarians or, or, you know, uh, feed stores in order to, to, to take care of their, uh, their health at home, that would be pretty scary. But that's where it's coming down to, I believe, because we're really getting to that point in, in some cases, especially hospitals in this nation, as they're starting to kill people off. They really are. We've already covered, uh, you know, multiple cases of COVID murdering. And we, we talked about that famous example now in Sarasota, Florida, where, you know, I did an interview uh, with uh, Dr. Jafanti there, who was actually in the room with a COVID-murdered patient. He died. Um, he died recently. And he was a father of five. If you remember that story, Dr. Jafanti was in there being treated and recovering. And this gentleman in there, who was an, uh, you know, a, a marathon runner, was in there not recovering, but also had a bacterial pneumonia. Maybe he'd been wearing the mask too much. I don't know. So they refused to give him antibiotics. They were letting him waste away and die until this doctor intervened and, you know, became a patient advocate. And then they 
uh, freaked out, restrained him, Baker acted him, and cuffed him to a bed for four hours and almost didn't let him go until they finally let him go. And that, that man that he tried to save, that father of five, was just murdered. He was murdered, I think, because they refused the treatment that he needed when he needed it. I don't know for sure because now it's been a few weeks later, but you know the the odds are pretty good that that's what killed him, especially when you know they put him on a ventilator almost immediately afterwards, right? And now they have done it yet again, and and I'm sure this is not the only case. I mean, this is this is happening throughout the world by the thousands and thousands of cases, maybe millions, but. Veronica Wolski, many of you may know that name. She was a Q activist known for putting signs on a bridge and drawing attention to the cause. And she was, you know, known throughout Chicago. And, you know, a kind-hearted woman, a very uh, high-energy activist woman. She was out there trying to make a difference. And she wanted to leave the hospital. Her ICU doctor prescribed ivermectin. The hospital refused to let her have it. Uh, they murdered her, basically. Another example of COVID murdering. Veronica Wolski and the many other examples, you know, it, it's a sad, sad thing that we have to sacrifice people to the altar of, you know, this vaccine lie. It's the biggest lie fake news has ever told. I stand by that, you know, what I said on CBS. John Durham supposedly is finally taking some action against uh, Clinton and DNC attorneys. We'll see what happens. These Perkin Coy attorneys um, are pretty high level, so if they go down, and I, I doubt that they will, if they do go down, however, they may... You know, they may take some higher level people with them. I don't know. I doubt it. But anyone linked to the Clintons, uh, rolling on the Clintons, they know it's a bad idea. They'll get killed. So I doubt they'll they'll bring anybody really important down with them. We'll see if John Durham takes it any higher. So far, I doubt it. He's just, I mean, he's just, um, he's taken a long investigation and he's coming out with some really low level stuff. We'll see what happens. I'm not impressed. In Minnesota, the Supreme Court has now tossed the murder conviction against police officer Muhammad Noor, who shot Justine Diamond in cold blood. Even his own partner was stunned. This is what you get when you import the Middle East, and Minnesota has a major Somali problem right now, folks. I hope you found this to be of value. If you did, please consider liking, sharing, and subscribing, and we'll see you on the next one. Dustin Nemos, out.